I'm Jesse Aredia, and you're listening to Soul Care for the New Mom, a podcast designed with new moms in mind, where we talk about what it looks like to thrive in motherhood as the free, confident, joy-filled women God has called us to be. All right, ladies, this episode that you are about to listen to right now is a little bit spicy. And what I mean by that is that today on the podcast, I am interviewing Ashlyn Watkins, who has this amazing ministry, Spiced Wife, as well as a podcast, the Spiced Wife podcast. And her whole message is on what it means for wives to be both holy and sexy. So we talked about what keeps women from feeling comfortable and confident in the bedroom? How can women have conversations about sex with their girlfriends or with their husbands? And we even talked about encouragement and practical tips for the mom of little ones who wants to spice things back up in her marriage. So if this is a topic that interests you, if you have questions about sex and what it means to spice things up, even in this postpartum season, you're definitely going to want to listen to our conversation and I'll also mention that we talked a bit about sex before marriage and and what she hopes women most know about that decision and she shared a lot of her story shared a lot of personal experiences that she's had and how she wants women to grow from it and to and to choose wiser from it so this is a really honest conversation we're very candid we we talk a lot about sex and just those kinds of conversations that can be fun to have but can even be a little bit scary to have so my hope is that as you're listening you feel emboldened you feel empowered and you feel confident you feel like this is something that you can talk about too this is something that you can grow in and pursue more knowledge about and you can even come to the lord with which is something that ashlyn really dove into of what it means to bring God into your sex life instead of try to keep him separate. So anyway, you are going to love this episode. And if you do, it would mean so much to me if you would do two things. One, take a screenshot of it, put it in your Instagram stories and tag me at soul care for the new mom so that I know you're listening. And two, leave a review. This is always so encouraging to me and it helps other women find the podcast too. And in fact, I want to read a review to you that came in that I just really loved to read it said I am only three episodes in on this podcast and every single one has been so beneficial in convicting my heart all while showing me God's love grace and mercies I highly recommend this podcast yes I love that this review is from the gorgeous grace so thank you mama thank you for leaving that review thank you for even just listening and for being I I just can't believe that you know, after so many years of doing this, of, you know, having all these different episodes that it is still speaking to women, women are still stumbling upon it and still being encouraged in their motherhood journey through it. And this is really my whole hope. It's my mission. My mission is to encourage and empower moms who are in this season of caring for little ones who are in the thick of motherhood with me. So Thank you guys so much for leaving reviews, for sharing the podcast with your friends. It really does mean so much to me. All right, without further ado, here is my conversation with Ashlyn. Hey, Ashlyn, welcome to the podcast. How are you today? Hi, I'm good. I'm so good. Super excited to be on this show. I'm so excited to talk to you about you know, everything we're going to do. I'm, I'm happy. I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited too. Um, before we dive in, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and your family and 
what this season of life looks like for you right now. Just kind of give the listeners a picture of who you are. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, so my name obviously is Ashlyn Watkins, and um, I am married to my childhood crush, my dream guy, Charles. And uh, we've been together for 11 years and married for seven. Um, we have three children. They're 11, six, and three. And um, I currently have uh, a ministry for wives, which is called Spiced Wife, which is also a podcast where, you know, wives learn how to be sexually confident without leaving God out of it. And so we talk and even share tips about the bedroom and we learn just how to know God intimately and just not on Sunday. Like we just really dive in of getting an understanding of what it looks like on a daily basis to just have a genuine relationship with God. And, and of course, you know, our main, uh, aside from that is also, you know, really getting sexy, understanding that sex is good for us. And how do we ask questions and how, where do we find help with, you know, Hey, I need help with learning how to do this in the bedroom or this in the bedroom or that. So that's what that is. Um, my season, my, my season of my life right now, I would say if I can, you know, be completely just honest here, I would say my season right now is one where I am exercising patience and endurance. Mm. I, I feel like, um, the season of my life right now is understanding, you know, just what it's like to just keep my faith strong when my eye doesn't see what my heart is anticipating. And I feel that, you know, for me, you know, I felt that God called more out of me and wanted more out of my life. So after a whole year of praying, I actually finally took a huge leap of faith. And this year I walked away from my full-time government job where I had full benefits and I was there for 10 years, over 10 years. And I had such security, but I just, I knew that there was a deeper calling on my life. And so right now I am in that season of understanding how to stick with God, even though it's it's like, okay, when am I going to get more fruit? When am I going to get the promise, God? When am I going to? And it's so, it's that, it's that time of really exercising my faith muscles and understand and, and resting spiced wife in God's hand and just learning, learning patience and endurance. Yeah. Wow. That is, that is amazing. I mean, that's a really big step and it's, and it's so beautiful. Like just how you, you're already learning stuff. You're already seeing how you're growing through it. That is mm-hmm. really amazing. Um, tell, okay. I, well, before we get into the spiced wife, which by the way, I, I'm a fan of your podcast. That's actually how I found you. Um, oh, wow. so I'm super excited to dive more into that, but oh. I, I just, I want to focus in just for one minute on this idea of, of stepping away from something in pursuit of God's calling on your life. And I'm just mm-hmm. wondering if you can maybe just offer like a quick word of encouragement to anyone who's listening right now. Mm-hmm. who is kind of maybe like on the fence, like like they know that God's calling them to something more, but they just mm-hmm. haven't quite taken that first step. Like maybe if you can just share, like how did you know it was time? Mm-hmm. And maybe like what kind of conversations did you have with mentors or with your family about that step before you even took it, if that makes sense? Yeah. Um. Well, 
I am a firm believer that I want to be led by God. I don't want to be led by me being impatient, by me being tired, by me being, you know, I don't want to be led by anxiety. I don't want to be led by, you know, well, maybe this, maybe that. I want to fully be led by God. And the way that I practice that is through peace. So I I literally like, okay, when I when I face a decision that I want to make, I'm like, okay, do I have peace in this? Do I feel like, you know, God is, is if, if I feel any form of like, oh, that's not right or oh, that's not good, then I kind of wait. And one thing that you have to be careful of is that peace and fear feel, I mean, not peace, uh, well, I should say un, being unsure and fear are like so close together. Mm-hmm. And so you have to understand like, okay, wait a minute. Am I not doing this because I'm scared or am I not doing this because God is saying, don't do it. And, and when you get to that point, you, you have to, I say, pull out your, your big guns. And for me, my big guns are fasting and praying and then taking a step because faith is an action word. Faith, you know, we, 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 when we move forward, that's taking a step forward. If I'm just sitting back in it because I'm like, well, I don't know what to do. So I'm just not going to do nothing. Well, where's where that's not faith because I truly believe that all things work out for our good and that God has you. He said, you know, before you were born that I had a plan for you and my plan was to prosper you. My plan is to never harm you. So how I take that as if I take a step forward, God is not going to harm me. He's going to direct my path either to the right or to the left because he he said in his word, he is not going to harm me. So in taking that step of walking into my calling, I had to, one, I had to say, God, I need a sign. I need a sign. I need a sign. I, I'll, so I'll give you a, just a quick example. I wrote out my resignation letter. And, and again, it's because I had this deep itch that wouldn't go away. It just wouldn't go away. And I loved my job. So that was another sign. Like, wait a minute. I love this job. I love being here. All of a sudden, there's just this, it, there's no fulfillment anymore. So what I tried to do was I was like, well, let me just go try a different position. Because I knew deep down, like, no, God gave you this calling. He gave you this. I was putting it into work. I was I was digging in and and like, you know, getting Spice Wife set up. I had everything taken care of because um, I I knew that I had to get things established. I didn't just quit because I had an idea. I worked the idea out. I got mm-hmm. everything together. I, I established it before I made a move. And then once I things were growing, things were taken off slowly. They, it wasn't like an overnight success at all. <laughs> things were taken off slowly. And then I wrote out my resignation letter. I put it on my wall. And I was just like, God, I'm going to turn this in one day in faith. I just, just, just lead me. Let me know when. And so, you know, oh, several months went by. And I just kept getting this itch, getting this itch. And so finally I sat there and I said, you know what, Lord, I'm just going to take this over to my boss. And if it's not the time, then I need you to stop me. Because again, faith is action. I don't know if I'm just going to sit here. I don't, I don't know. How is God going to lead me? You know, Peter had to step out on the boat in order to figure out he could, he wouldn't sink. He had to, he had to take a step. So I was getting from my desk, getting up to go turn in the letter. And my husband called me and I'm like, oh. Okay. Like it's the middle of the day. Like, why is he calling me? He's at work. I'm at work. And my husband calls me and I start to talk to him about it. And 
it, it, it all of a sudden I was just like, okay, no, it's not, it's not the time. Now is not the time. My husband was not, uh, you know, very, he wasn't comfortable at that moment. So I said, okay, it wasn't the time. It wasn't until I, I went and tried to get a new position and it completely flopped. It was the worst experience of my life. And I was like, this is not normal. I know this job, like the back of my hand. I know this office, like the back of my hand. Why is this not working? This is crazy. I was stressed out. It, and I was like, what in the world? And my husband said, well, why don't you just go part time? So I said, okay, I'll try it. And nothing worked. It was like, what the heck? Like this, nothing was working. It was all horrible. And at that point I heard God say, okay, I'm working in your husband's heart. Now it's time for you to take a leap of faith. Mm -hmm. And I talked to my husband and my husband said, you know what? All right. If it's not working out, you're, you, you, this dream job, now all of a sudden it's feeling like this, like this hellhole. Like this is crazy. This is not right. And so he, when he, when he, my husband said, all right, go ahead, just go, go for it. And again, you know, I was, I was speaking faith. Obviously I wasn't just, you know, I was, I kept the scriptures, kept talking the scriptures, kept praying. And then finally I, my husband was like, all right, okay. And that's when I felt peace. And I was like, oh, that's the difference. Now I feel peace in something that I'm scared about. There's peace in it. Something that doesn't make sense. There's peace in it. I, that we, you know, there was no way that it made sense for me to quit this job that has so much money, but yet I have peace. That is crazy. That makes no sense. And that's when I realized, oh, that's what the hand of God feels like. And at that po point, I walked in peace. And I can be completely honest and say, we have less money and more happiness now. And it's mm -hmm. like, oh my yeah. goodness. You know, it, it, we have the same bills. I mean, we we had we moved out of our house, so some of our bills went away, but there is so much more. God has literally sustained us. He has literally provided for us, and it I wouldn't have known this if I would not have taken a step forward and said, "All right, God, I trust you. You said you're going to help me. Now lead me which way to go." And so that's where we're at now, where I'm like, all right, I will always listen to peace and I will always take a step forward so that God can show me that he has my back. Mm, dang, that's a good word. <laughs> that was a good one. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Um, and how, how does that kind of dive into, you know, your work with Spiced Wife? What kind of what kind of work have you been doing with Spiced Wife lately? And can you also kind of give the listeners just sort of the backstory behind it. How did you come about creating this and, you know, what's mm -hmm. your heart behind it? Yeah. Well, so I grew up as a preacher's kid. And so I've been in church my whole life. And in that, I always heard no, 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 when it came to sex. And so when I got married, I realized, okay, there's no one to teach me the yes, yes, yes of sex, you know? And I'm like, <laughs> okay, who, how, now that I'm married, what do I do? How do I, is there anyone that has, is, 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 is curious about this? Like, who do I ask questions to? And the thing that really stood out to me is that I felt guilty for being sexual. And I mean, let me just, you know, let me just clear the air just because I grew up as a preacher's kid does not by any means mean that I, my personal story, I was not an angel growing up at all. I just honestly, I perfected wearing a mask. So I was not, I was not a virgin when I got married. And I was actually a very, I was a sexual teenager growing up and I was just learning to hide it. I would, I was mm. so involved in church. 
I was all, you know, I, I was leading choir. I was teaching youth class. I was running um, vacation Bible schools. I was, I was leading this, leading that. I was heavily involved and living this life of hiding. And I was, and when I finally, you know, decided, I grew up and I got married and I really gave my life to God. And I really was like, I can't, this is, I can't live, I, I have to really, I want to know God without hiding anymore. And when I got to that point, I realized that I still feel guilty about sex. Like what I, I still felt like this shame where it's like, okay, God, I gave my life to you and I'm doing it right now. But I still feel this shame, one, because I was so comfortable in hiding, and two, because nobody taught me how to think of sex in a good way. And so I would like talk privately with my girlfriends and we would talk openly about sex with each other and we would share tips and and it was a but it was so hush hush, you know, because it was like we don't talk about this in church. It's not an open out loud conversation. So we were always just hush hush with one another. And one day I realized like. God can hear us, you know, if this is really wrong, <laughs> then if it's really, if, if this is such a shameful thing, if us talking about sex and, and, and getting tips with one another, if it's really wrong, then we shouldn't even do it in private. And I realized that when you make God your Lord of your life and you really live for him, you start to say, I want to do what's right, even when nobody's looking. So if this conversation is wrong in private, then it's, or if it's wrong in public at church, then it's wrong in private. And God had to tell me, that's the thing. It's not wrong. <laughs> but because there, it's such a taboo subject, we just kind of feel like it is. Mm, so we don't talk yeah. about it. We don't, nobody, <laughs> it's not, it's not a Bible study. Okay. You're not going to go to church and have a Bible study about well, if you don't like being on top, this is how you can do this. Or if you think that, you know, you don't like sex this way or 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 if you, how do I learn about different sex positions? How do I learn my some people, you know, okay, well, what happens if I don't like oral sex or my husband likes oral sex or what can somebody help us here in talking about understanding this and it just wasn't anywhere. Mm, yeah. So, one day I was at a bachelorette party and I was sitting there and the idea came to my mind like we wives need bachelorette parties. Like we wives need something that's going to boost our spice and our excitement for sex too. Because just because you're married doesn't mean it just, it does, that, that spark of, you know, the first night, it doesn't last. You get kids, you have, you have, just, I mean, let's just be honest, like things, life happens. And so it's like, I was like, man, we wives need a spice too. And right there, I heard God say, you create it, you, you make it. So I was like, all right. I, I never had an interest of doing a podcast ever. I didn't know what to do. I was just like, can you just teach? Like, what am I supposed to do? And um, I just prayed. And I and the thing is, when you're seeking God for something, one of the best things to do is to not gather any opinions about it. So that way, you know, for sure, it's God. So I didn't tell my husband anything. I had this, I told him about my idea, but he didn't, we, it kind of went, went and gone. You know, we, we talk all the time. So it just was nothing. It was just like, this is an idea. And so one day I went to the Lord and I said, God, how do I, how do I do this? How do I gather these women? And I said, Lord, looking at what's out right now, I said, it's either YouTube or it's podcasting. And I don't know nothing about neither one of them. So I said, God, you tell me, which one do you want me to do? And I didn't tell anybody else. I was like, if, the, if I, I need to know for sure this is God. So I'm not going to tell nobody else what I prayed about. I'm not going to say nothing. I'm just going to let God send it to me. 
we're sitting at breakfast one day, me and my husband, and out of nowhere, my husband just goes, why don't you just start a podcast? And I was like, oh. <laughs> did I ever say that to you? He said, no. I, said, I just wanted to make sure. So so at that point, I said, all right. And that's where it all started. So now the podcast has just taken off and God is just really blessed. And he sent, it's just been amazing. And it all has come from just, you know, I saw that there was a problem and I realized, well, if I have this problem, maybe other women have this problem too. And so there it is. It's about being holy and sexy. <laughs> and yes. that's what it's about. I love that. And I just the backstory of it is just so amazing of how like you I mean it all stemmed from just you just having questions and needing yeah. them answered and then realizing, wait, I'm not the only one asking these questions. Mm-hmm. Um and I just I love the way that you even talked about how, you know, it starts with having conversations even, like just having conversations with friends, with mm-hmm. with even like your spouse about what you like, what you don't like, what you've tried, what you are mm-hmm. curious about. And mm-hmm. and I love that, you know, you're emphasizing the importance of having conversations because the alternative, I guess, is to go to the Internet. And sometimes, mm-hmm. yeah. that's, not the, sometimes that's not the place you want to go. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm sure that there's very helpful things on it. But mm-hmm. I know that there's been times where, you know, my husband says, I really would like to look up something online, but I'm mm-hmm. afraid because, you know, he had a history of having struggles with pornography. Mm-hmm. And he was mm-hmm. like, I don't want to look up anything because mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I don't want to, you know, go down a rabbit hole kind, kind of thing. Yeah. And it just, and that's when it occurred to me, like, wow, like, I really wish that it was more normal to just have conversations with friends about Absolutely. these topics so that they don't have to go elsewhere or, you know, be led down a dark path that they're not supposed to go down. So can you kind of walk me through for the listener who, you know, is thinking right now, well, I would like to have more conversations about sex. I have questions that I need answered. How can they start to have those healthy conversations, either with their friends or with their spouses or um, with mentors even? Um, You know, I think that you have to, when because like we, we know, sex is a very touchy subject and a lot of people don't have that confidence about talking about that. It just, it's, it could just be really uncomfortable for them. So I really feel that the key here is that you first have to get comfortable with praying about sex first. Mm-hmm. And I think that people don't realize that that is an area you can pray about. I kind of feel like some, a lot of wives feel that sex is so hush hush that it's even hush hush to God. Like we can't even talk to him about it. And there's that, there's that awkwardness of understanding. Yeah, I can't, I I can talk to God about not having an orgasm. I can tell God that I, I don't, I feel, I feel nasty about this. I can, I, yes, you can. If you're not comfortable talking to God about sex, then you won't be able to talk to anybody else about it because there's going to still be that hesitation. And the reason why I say that is because once you know that God is for you, literally, there's a freedom in that because God is the ultimate. He He's the one who who 
when when life is over, we stand before the Lord. So my thing is, if God is all right with me, then I'm all right with I'm all right with me. If God is all right with me talking about this, then now I have this confidence and this and this and this comfortability of being able to talk to somebody else about it. And no, you don't talk to just anybody or any old stranger or whatnot, but you God leads you to be able to have a comfort in in talking to somebody else. So you have to start telling God your struggles and telling God your concerns about sex positions and tell God that, you know, you, you, you feel uncomfortable being naked in front of your husband, tell God this stuff and whatever, whatever you feel ashamed to say, or whatever you feel ashamed to talk about, that's the very sign that that's exactly what you need to talk to God about. If you feel any type of hesitation, that's your sign. Oh, I need to talk to God about this. I, 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 I don't want to live in shame. I don't want to live in embarrassment. I want to be, um, I want to be free from this. And so you take it to the Father who created it, who knows you, who's not going to shame you for coming to Him for what bothers you. He, He wants us to run to Him, not away from Him. And so I think that once we ask God to give us the wisdom of, of, of how to now talk to our husbands about it, how to now talk to the right friend about it, how God, now that me and you have this comfort, now that me and you can talk like friends, now God, now that I've made you my ultimate source, now God, help me to, who who, who now can I go to, to help build? Because the Bible says, as iron sharpens iron, so a friend sharpens a friend. So it's like, okay, God, now Link me to who I can sharpen with. Help me to, who, who do I talk to now about this? And he will guide you in that direction to where there's comfort, even with your husband. Mm, that That is a good word too. Dang. You are so full of wisdom on this. I'm just <laughs> loving it. I'm loving it. Lord. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> okay. So, so let's get down to some practical ideas, some practical tips um, for the mom who's listening, who is either, you know, in that postpartum season or she's just in a very busy season with little ones running around, how can she spice things back up in the bedroom? Because I I know that I know for a lot of women, but also for me personally, it's hard when you are in the throes of those early motherhood days. Oh, yeah. And I remember that after I had my first child, my my sex drive completely plummeted, gone. Mm -hmm. And I, I thought, am I ever going to enjoy sex again? Like, am I ever going to want my husband again? Mm -hmm. And of course, you know, over time it did come back and, you know, I had to try new things, but kind of, kind of walk us through what are some practical things that moms in that season can start trying out with their husbands to Mm -hmm. spice things back up? Mm -hmm. Um, You know, the first thing, I think that first it has to start with us making a decision that we are going to do it. Like it, ha- you have to make the decision that I'm going to do this. And I think about um, uh, Romans 12, 2 says to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So in spicing up your bedroom, it starts with just choosing to think differently, like think differently about yourself about your husband, about your bedroom, and about what you have accepted as normal. Like it's okay to establish new normals. So for instance, you know, I think a few things. One, you have to be willing to go against your schedule sometimes. 
I think as moms, we become so married to our schedules. We become so, I mean, because we have to, we, I mean, think about it. We pretty much, we, we, we're the ones who like, okay, we got to pick up this. We got to do this. We got laundry. We have dinner. We need to plan dinner at this time. The kids yeah. have to get picked up at this time. And then we have to go here and then they have recital and then they have soccer. And then, oh, what, then we have this to do. We have a Bible study or we have this, like we are so married to our schedules. And I think that you, you have to be okay with saying, no, it's Tuesday. I know that we have all of this, but no, mommy and daddy need a date night. And I'm just going to just, just put a, a completely just bomb my schedule. I, I know we have all this. I know laundry needs to get done. I know you guys don't have socks for tomorrow. I know, I know that. However, I need to have some time with daddy. I need to have some time with my husband. Great spice is birth when you have a great friendship with your man. And so you have to say, you know what? I'll We're going to go. We're going to have a good time tonight. I'm just going to get a quick sitter or I'm going to, you know, do ask my mom to keep the kids. Or I'm just, I know it's totally out of the normal, but you know what? I'll just stop by Walmart and grab them some socks. <laughs> I'll just, you know, you have to like, don't be so married to your schedule, be married and be excited about your husband, like bring that excitement back. Like when you think about it, when you were dating, you, you were so excited to do anything like, let's go here, let's go there, let's go. And you, you have to make, you have to tell your time what to do and not the other way around. Don't let your time tell you what to do. No, I am in control of my thoughts. I am in control of my decisions. I am in control of this schedule. And today we just need to go out and just have some fun. And, and that is what carries over into the bedroom. You start there. And then next, I would say, you know, you got to achieve small things every day. So a bunch of a bunch of small things turn into fulfilled goals eventually. So if your desire is to feel sexier, it's a, a small, simple choice of just choosing a sexy sundress over grab and go yoga pants. Something so small as that, like putting an effort into choosing lacy underwear versus comfortable cotton underwear and, and choosing it on purpose, not just because it's wash day and there's no other drawers left, there's no other underwear <laughs> left in the, in the, like, oh, well, I'll just put on this lacy thing because I don't have anything else. No, but actually making the decision to, I'm just going to do my makeup just because I'm just going to, I'm just, just start to intentionally do things that are sexier that make you feel sexier because once you feel sexier, your husband will see in you like this whole new, like a spice. And that, that causes this intense, like desire and like, oh, just this excitement of what is this? This is new. Oh, you're, you just, you're, you mean to tell me you, you just wanted to just put on a, so those, that sexy skirt that I like out of nowhere, just cause it's Monday. Wow. Okay. You know, it starts with just making small little changes to where then it be, you get a greater, uh, a go in goal. You reach that goal that of feeling sexier. And then I would say the last thing I can think of, you know, I would say, well, actually be, I, would, I want, let me go back to what to wear, go ahead and and put on some lingerie when it's unexpected. Get out of the shower, and he thinks that you're going to put on your regular sweats and t-shirt, but come out of the bathroom with something sexy on. 
come out of the bat, like catch his eye, catch him off guard. I think that that's this, that's one thing that really your husband would just, I mean, your sex life is just going to take off. Your spice level is going to take off when you decide to, I'm, I am sexy. I'm going to feel sexy. I'm going to put on something sexy. I'm going to buy a particular smell good lotion. That's just, that makes you feel spicy. Like put on some perfume after you're after the shower, little tiny things like that. And that will create a lot. And then lastly, you know, you have to unsubscribe to believing every thought that comes to your mind. I can't have sex with the kids awake. Why can't you? Lock the door. <laughs> put on television. <laughs> the kids are up. We can't do this. Why? They don't need to know why daddy's in the bathroom with you. They don't even know. They don't even need to know daddy's in the bathroom. They don't need to know anything. Where mommy, where's that? They think that you're just in the bathroom. Mommy, where's daddy? I don't know. Go eat your cereal. I don't just, just, you know, or, or just, you don't even have to say, I don't know because you know where he's at, but just say, oh, we'll find him. We'll find him. Go, go watch cartoons. We'll, we'll find him <laughs> as soon as mommy comes out of the bathroom, you know? Like you have to, you have to stop believing, stop believing what you believe. You have to start asking yourself, well, why, why can't I have a quickie before church? Why can't I do that? Why can't I wake up early? I have a quickie before work. Why can't I, why can't I have these sexy moments with my husband in our house before? Why not? Why not? <laughs> I mean, you, you have to just get outside of your thinking. And even when it comes to like, our self-esteem and our, and our bodies, like your mind will tell you, you know, well, my belly is too big to wear lingerie. That's a lie. Just get lingerie that pushes your boobs up and flows over your stomach. So where, you know, you, cause I've been there. I know I've had three C-sections. So for me in trying to work out, I, my, my ab muscles are non-existent. And my, and, and for me, I was really little when I had my children. So I gained over 80 pounds with each child. And so after my pregnancies, I have loose skin, I have stretch marks everywhere. I have all of this, like, and I, and I'm like, oh, I feel so, I didn't want to be naked. I didn't want to be anything. I felt so ugly. I felt so this, I felt so, it was just like, oh my goodness. And that, and my husband would tell me all the time, like, babe, like, come on, like, I'm not thinking, like, come on. And, but I had to believe it though for myself. It didn't matter what he thought. It didn't, it really didn't matter. I had to believe it within myself. And so I had to learn, girl, get you some lingerie that covers up the parts that you're insecure about. If, if you can't get past it, don't let it stop you. Figure out a solution for it. Figure out, you know, get get some, or I would, my favorite, what I used to have was corsets. So because they would like, they were tight around my stomach and they pushed my boobs up and I felt so sexy and we would be intimate with that on. And for me at that time, you know, I just didn't, I didn't like the lights on. So I would maybe just have candlelight here and there. So it's like, you have to stop subscribing to what you're telling yourself. No, I'm not, I, I can still be sexy. If these stretch marks aren't going anywhere, I might as well figure out how to make it work. <laughs> 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 oh, I might as well learn. <laughs> I, love I might as well that. learn how to like them. They're not going anywhere. So I'm not gonna <laughs> let these stretch marks ruin my life. No, I'm not doing that anymore. So you have to you have to understand that confidence is sexy. Confidence is sexy. Challenge every dislike that you have about yourself and ask yourself, why do you like it? I mean, why do you dislike it? And does it really define you? How, how do you find another way around it? Find, give yourself permission to like what you don't like. 
just change your mind and start to feel sexy and excited about just stepping into a new you. If you can change, if you can change your thoughts, you can change your life. And so, you know, I feel that that's how we start making things more spicy in the bedroom. I love that. And I, I do agree that it really does. I mean, you've got to take a look at what you're believing and whether or not that really is true. I know that for me, after um, we had kids and I just didn't, I just didn't feel comfortable in the bedroom. I really felt like I wasn't experiencing pleasure of any sort. Mm-hmm. And I had a girlfriend who I was sharing this with and um, she was like, well, have you ever tried like sex toys and I was like uh no is that allowed like I'm thinking I can't do that that's not what Christian couples do you know that's that's dirty but no girl changed my life changed our life I didn't even mention sex toys but I I agree I agree with that and 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 you know just to just not to like um not to promote it or anything, but when, when I realized like some people do need sex toys, I was like, God, how, where do I, I invested in my company actually sells Christian sex toys. And it's because I was just like, okay, Lord, some of us need a little help. Some of us needed a little excitement, but I don't want to go to this store because I, let me tell you, I went to the store, to the, Uh to the local like sex store and the stuff in there, I was just like, ah, like, I'm like, (laughs) Some of this stuff, this like, okay, everything can't be holy. Like, so like, Lord, show me what's right and show me what's wrong. And so in that, you know, God showed me there are certain things that I have permitted that you can bless, that you can pray over, that you can use. Certain toys, no. Certain toys go against my my uh, beauty of sex and what I've created. And so God really had to show me, you know, this is the type of sex toy that I, that will help the wives, that will help the husbands, that will, that, and they use it together. So you're absolutely right. I, I didn't say that, but yes, I sex toys is one of the things. And you just have to learn how do I dedicate this toy to God? God, I'm not giving permission to this toy. I'm just using it, but I'm submitting it to you. So God, you allow this tool to bring me and my husband. I submit this to you. And then you come to an agreement with your husband. We are using this as a couple. I'm not going to replace you with this. I'm not going to, we are going to use this to bring us closer together. And as you invite God into that moment of, and you invite his approval into that, then before you know it, you're not even going to need toys anymore. So it's like, wow, like you just have to allow God. So I totally love that you brought that out. Totally forgot or didn't even think (laughs) to say that. But yes, girl sex toys. Yes. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. Um, Let's talk about your book, Sex Before Marriage, A Church Girl's Truths. First of all, I really do resonate with what you shared earlier, but also with the topic of your book, because I also was not a virgin when, when I got married to my husband. And I really struggled with wondering, you know, is God going to bless my marriage? Is God, Mm. does he still love me? Am I still pure? And, and that was a really big thing that I had to wrestle with, um, through Mm. adolescence, through college. So can you kind of walk us through, um, kind of the backstory behind your book, but also what do you hope women take away from reading it? Yeah. Um, so my book, it's, 
I wrote it actually for, I wrote it for any age woman or girl who pretty much has been exposed to the idea of sex, either through friends, social media, school, music, or experience. And I wrote it because I realized that, you know, sheltering me growing up was not the answer. Telling me that sex was bad and not actually being transparent about the why behind it or the why behind why you're telling me this, it actually just made me, like I mentioned earlier, go into like this hiding. And I was fully, you know, just like, if I am this way, like, I don't want girls coming up to be this way. Like, I, I need them to understand that okay, sex is for marriage, but you need to know why. I, I don't want you to, I, and I also feel like this generation now is way more advanced than I than my generation was. So I'm like, dang, if I grew up and I was so just into hiding and, and, and sex because they wouldn't talk about it. And back then social media and all of that wasn't as accessible as it is now. So it's like, wow, imagine what they're doing now. And so I really wrote this book for, for young girls, I'm hoping that they'll keep their virginities. Like I'm hoping that they'll understand through my story that they'll keep their virginity and that women who are single, that if, if they're not a if if they if they're not a virgin, that they will learn and and find a passion of why they should stop, don't go forward. And so I told my I tell my story. I tell my story with complete openness and complete just truth about pretty much what I wish was said to me. And it wasn't. And I figured, you know what, I'm not going to let what I went through. I'm not going to let it be wasted. I'm going to tell my story so that they can understand the life of what happens when you don't submit to the Lord. And when you don't understand, um, why, why, what, what's, what's, what's the issue with it? And, and I explained to them, you know, how, just given an example of how, like, you know, before I had sex, I never had an issue with like, um, desiring to please people. But then when I started to have sex with somebody who was all about showy stuff and he was all into money, that soul tied to him connected to me. And then before I knew it, I was stealing and I was trying to impress people. And I was trying to, and all of these things that I was never raised with, all of these things that were never a part of my identity, I gained something each sexual partner I was with, I gained something from them and it stuck with me and, and it, and it then went on into my adulthood and on into my marriage. And I had to learn how to get rid of that. So, you know, that this book is really hoping to just put some light in an area that is not talked about. Cause think about it. If they're not talking about it with wives, imagine teenagers, they're definitely not talking about it to teenagers. And I think as parents, we get the misconception that, oh, my kid doesn't know anything about that. Oh, you will be surprised. You will be <laughs> utterly surprised at what your child knows. I, you know, my child, my daughter, I mean, they, first of all, they have sex ed now in fourth grade, beginning in fourth grade. So my daughter, but she was already exposed to that before then, because, you know, she would tell her dad that there were girls that were kissing in the bathrooms. And I'm like, you guys are, you guys are under the age of 10. Like what, where is this coming from? And, and it's like, well, what do you do? And, and how do you, how, how, what did you do? What did you do in this moment? And, and what happened? And, and so to me, I had to really understand that they are not as clueless as we think they are. They, you can't control the exposure that they get from just people at school or anywhere. And so 
I'm hoping that this book shines some light. I'm hoping that it helps youth groups, churches. I'm hoping that it helps parents, parents that might be uncomfortable talking about sex to their children, to their child, to their teenager. This is, here it is. It, it explains everything. I talk, even in the book, I describe what my, the night that I lost my virginity, I describe what it's like because I also realized that curiosity is what led me to sex. And I realized that when, when you're told no, 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 you kind of get this bubbling like, well, is it really as good as, but I, you're telling me no, no, no. You're telling me it's not good for me, but on the commercials, they make it seem like having sex is like the most amazing, blissful thing in the world. And all my friends are saying that sex is so great and all of this. And so I just knew that I needed to give these girls some truth. I need to give some honesty along with scripture, along with just what God wants and along with a lot of truth. And so that's where, um, that's where the book came from. And that's what it's really about. You know, the truth behind sex before marriage coming from a church girl who, you know, who was living both the, 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 living both ways. I was riding the fence. I was dangerously living where I knew what was right. And I chose not to all by keeping this good girl image. And yet I was just so chained behind the scenes. And so I just open up about that and hoping that these girls get their questions answered so that they don't give into curiosity. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and the vulnerability that you give, I mean, that is so needed in this world because yeah. you're right. Like we are in a hard time where our kids are being exposed earlier yes. than ever. And it's, yes. it's scary because you don't know what is going on at schools. You don't know what's going on at youth groups even. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, yeah, there needs to be those voices, you know, to remind them of the truth, to give them those answers for the questions that they're, they're asking. Um, I just want to ask, was it challenging for you to write this book, knowing that, you know, friends and family would be kind of getting like that very deep personal view? Or what were kind of your thoughts of, you know, how you would feel knowing that people are going to be reading your story now? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was definitely. <laughs> it, yeah, it took me a while. As a matter of fact, I did not release it to like my personal Facebook or my personal account until a month. I literally just released it this week, like on my personal like accounts. I, I published the book and I told my listeners on the podcast that I um that I released the book, but I needed to let God just do what he wanted to do with the book first before mm-hmm. I I sent it out to just people who know me personally. And um, it was hard. And in fact, it was so hard that I literally was editing the book up to the week that it was released because I was challenging myself of do not cover anything up. Do not, do not allow fear to cause you to leave out your transparent feeling, your honesty, your your hurts, your pains, your things that they might label you. And are you okay with that? They might, somebody might read this with the complete wrong understanding. And are you okay with that? And I really had to go to the Lord and I had to, and, and I had to ask myself the question, well, what am I writing this book for? Do you care about approval or do you care about souls? And I realized that I care about these girls' souls. And if anybody who reads the book decides to judge me, decides to, you know, label me, then that's okay because it wasn't for you. 
if that's what you got from it, then that the book was not for you. And you know what? God bless you. And in, in however you're looking at me now, that does not define me. I Souls are at stake. I really want these girls to be saved. And I want them to know the truth. And I want them to give their lives to God because I know what it's like to live both ways. I know what it's like to live in the world. And I know what it's like to be, to live a life that's completely submitted to God. And let me tell you, the great grass is greener on the other side with God. It is. It really, really is. And I don't want them living that double life. And so, yes, it was extremely hard. I, there were even times, I even opened up about my, about something that happened to me as a child in this book that I've never told anybody. Even when writing this book, I had to tell my husband for the first time. So literally as I'm writing these pages out, my husband was sitting next to me um, and I was writing out what happened to me as a child. And I left the computer up and I went in the other room and, and I, but I, he was sitting there. So the computer was up on that page and I, I didn't think that he would look over in there. You know, I didn't think that. And so he comes upstairs and he's like, he just looks at me and he's just like, how could you not tell me that happened to you as a child? And so literally when I tell you this book came with so much truth and so like my, my just growth came and my breakthrough literally came in all of these pages and growing in my marriage, growing in myself, this book was, I put my all into it. It definitely, it, it, it pushed me so much, but it pushed me so much closer to freedom and so much closer to wholeness because I was able to really give the truth out in in full transparency. So yeah, that it definitely was a challenge and it definitely um I had to relive a lot of things. I had to revisit a lot of pain. I had to and it also caused me to revisit areas to double check, wow, did you really forgive that person? Did you mm-hmm. did you really forgive those people? Did you really So it it brought so much and I can say that I am now stronger and I am better and that book definitely gives wholeness to and truth to whoever is reading it. Um, I And, you know, and I really thank God for pushing through and getting it out and for challenging myself to be completely real because I've gotten phone calls from people that I grew up with, people that I knew, older women, actually. I've gotten phone calls from older women who knew me as a child, who grew up in church with me, who knew, who read through this. And I had a call from one woman and she goes, I'm calling to just ask for your forgiveness. And it threw me off because I was just like, whoa, I, you know, this person, I didn't even know. I wasn't even thinking about this person while I was reading, but she's, she was just saying that, you know, this book has just drawn, it's God has spoken to me so much through what you're saying. And I just want, it's, it's caused me to, you know, God has convicted me in so many ways because, you know, I could have been the change I could have, but I was scared. I was not. I was, or, or, you know, I just didn't have that boldness and I could have, I could have been somebody who made a change in your life. I could have been somebody who, who, who said truth to you to help you. And to, I could have been there and I wasn't. And I just, I want you to know that I don't think that you were talking about me, but God told me to call and ask for forgiveness. And I, and I, and, and I also want you to know, I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of you. I, I can't imagine how you felt knowing that people are going to read this, that, you know, and you had the bravery to do what people don't want to do. And you addressed so many things that touch on not just your church, but churches all over the world. And you were bold in this. And she said, I, I just, 
I ask that you forgive me, but I thank you so much for letting God use you to convict me. And I thought, and when I got off that call, I just, I said, God, you are so good because you're drawing people to you. You're drawing people to you. I didn't even think that, you know, married women would read it because that, that wasn't my target audience, but yet they are reading it and they're finding themselves just surrendering more to God. And I, I just couldn't be any more humbled by that. Yeah, that is beautiful. That and and I can only imagine how inspiring it is too for for the women who are listening who they have a story that they mm. feel God wants them to share and it and it does require digging deep into some of those wounds, digging mm-hmm. back into the past and being vulnerable in a very scary way, but wow, what a what a just a beautiful testimony of how God is using your story to impact lives. And in yes. the same way with Spice Wife, I mean, you know, I, you, you said that, you know, you weren't afraid to share your story because you knew that souls were at stake. And I feel yes. like the, the wisdom that you're giving through your podcast, I mean, it's like, you know, that marriages are at stake and that's yes. where this passion and this boldness comes from to talk about being holy and sexy, to talk about yes. the ins and outs of, you know, having a thriving sex life. So just thank you mm-hmm. for the work that you're doing and for the ministry. Cause it really is. It's so, it's so inspiring. It's so encouraging and it's very much needed in our world today. Um, can you tell Thank the listeners you. where they can find your book, your podcast, and um, your website and any other links where they can find you? Oh, yeah. So um, everything is on my website, which is www.spicedwife.com. All books, all everything, the store is on there. But it's also on Amazon. Um, so you can, you know, search uh, um Sex Before Marriage, A Church Girl's Truth, or even just Sex Before Marriage, and you'll find my book and, and my name there. Um, but everything's also on, on Amazon and on my website. Um, and I even even the podcast, you know, if, if some wives are wanting to get some tips, let me tell you, we cover everything. <laughs> you do you do I know that for sure I was like oh okay we're talking about oral today that's interesting yeah. let's, I'll listen to yeah. it yeah so you know if if any wife is wondering if if you don't have that that safe space um you know definitely the podcast is available on on, on wherever you find podcasts on iTunes Stitcher um Spotify just just search Spiced Wife and um uh, that you can find there. Uh, Instagram is by is Spice Wife. You'll find it under that. So everything you just search Spice Wife and you'll find whatever you're looking for. Perfect. Well, thank you again so much for coming on today and just for sharing all this with us. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you so much. It's an absolute honor. It really, really is. And I thank you for, you know, having your platform of helping moms because yeah, there, there are so many areas as a mom that we do need to open up about and talk about. And I think that that's absolutely amazing that you would even bring this subject to moms because that's true. As a mom, you view sex differently as a mom, you know, there's, there's some, we have two hats. We have a wife hat, we have a mom hat, and I'm telling you, you have to know how how to operate in both. And I think that it's amazing that you're doing this for mom. So thank you as well. Oh, thank you. I really appreciate that.